there are tens of thousands of chemicals in use. Many of them are newer chemicals. The 2012 Great Lakes Water Quality Agreement calls for the U.S. and Canada to really create a binational strategy to look at chemicals in the in the shared Great Lakes Basin and how they can implement uh, that strategy together as opposed to using each country's Clean Water Act. Is it fair to say that both countries or maybe one has fallen short of what that 78 agreement set out to do? I believe so. And the International Joint Commission has, even after the 2012 agreement, has noted the shortcomings of the 2012 agreement. And essentially, that is in the speediness that both countries are identifying what we call chemicals of of mutual concern. One thing that seems to have been a success is the dissipation of DDT and PCBs, which are very dangerous chemicals that were found in very high levels. Those levels have gone down significantly. It doesn't mean that there aren't legacy chemicals still in the ecosystem. They do still exist in fish tissue and sediments. Uh, They tend to persist very long. However, the new concern now is emerging contaminants that we didn't have before. 2,000 chemicals a year are created. How do we even begin to address how many end up in the Great Lakes and how to mitigate that? I mean, this is overwhelming. It is certainly a challenge, and and that's something that the— Great Lakes Water Quality Agreement in 2012 set out to really create the foundation of the framework so that each, both countries together could identify these, you know, although each country does have sort of a chemical safety act in Canada, they have been fairly speedy, about 23,000 chemicals in commercial use over the past three decades there, and they've identified about 4,300 substances, which will will require additional testing. And they hope to evaluate those by 2020. However, along with the EPA's new law, it's difficult when there are budget cuts and stuff to evaluate these chemicals. So it could take centuries to evaluate all the chemicals that are currently in the marketplace, just to say not all of those chemicals are harmful. Well, of course, not all of them are harmful, but thousands of those chemicals end up in the water system. And the irony to me in reading your article is that there are only eight that have been identified as a chemical of mutual concern between the U.S. and Canada. What am I missing here? Nothing there. The IJC has certainly called for the governments to speed up how quickly they're identifying these chemicals and chemical classes to make it more transparent. And, you know, this is an ongoing process, so it really is a work in progress to try to kind of work out the kinks. This new framework is very strong. It has a lot of the things that the 78 framework didn't have, as I was mentioning. You know, it takes into account uh, climate change. It it has more stakeholder engagement uh, as well as with industry. And it's going to take a little bit to kind of ramp up and get going. But in the end, this is going to be a, a a lot of good progress for both countries and the Great Lakes ecosystem. 